0: community podcast brought to you by Grimjow's Anti-Door Campaign. Why use doors when you can just blast a hole in the wall? Hi everybody, my name is Dell, and today I'm joined by Nomi. Oh geez, Discord is- hang on, what? Oh, did that not work? No, I think it did. I, it, for some reason it just needs, I don't know, it needs constant, uh, whatever, we're here, we're good, we got it. It just doesn't like me saying hi, that's It really what it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's Discord's anti no me saying hi campaign.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is. Oh, I'm not offended, honest.
0: Like the weird here. Alright, um... Yeah, wow. Okay, so uh, we're gonna cover four episodes today. It makes sense, because they definitely all go together. They flow—we were just talking about this off the record a little bit— but they flow super seamlessly, one into the other. So, in theory, it's a tall order, but in practice, it might actually be pretty reasonable. I guess we'll see. Um, But— because we have four whole episodes to cover, I think we should just dive
1: right in. So Yeah, I think it's a good let's plan. Let's look those summaries. Yeah, totally. Alrighty, so we start off in episode 161, the cruel of Anka Okioa's provocation. The Vengeance and fight rages on, with me not casually waiting for the day in which an episode summary doesn't start off with a fight. Anyway, Xylapolo <laughs> announces that he is Ilfort Grant's brother. The one Renji fought when Grimjo invaded the World of the Living, and thus Xyle Apollo knows all of Renji's moves thanks to the spy bugs implanted in the other Arankar's body collecting data. As the scene shifts back to reminders of the end of the Rukia and Aranero fight, we see the reactions of the other Espadas to the reveal of Aranero's death, giving us some all-important names like Halabau, Stark, and Lilinette. But more on that later. Back with Vengi and Xilopolo, it's Tweedledee and Tweedledum, two of Xylopolo's fracciones who tell the fighting duo what has happened, and Xylopolo takes great delight in telling Venji that Rukia also died in the fight, causing Venji to lash out at him. Meanwhile, Ichigo notices Rukia's diminishing spiritual pressure, impressive for someone who struggles to sense anything at all, and it seems Okiyora shares my thoughts, for he too remarks on it when he appears in Ichigo's path. Ichigo tries to ignore him, wanting to go to save Rukia, but Okiyoa gives him no choice but to release his Bankai and fight back.
0: Which brings us to episode 162, Zayalaparo laughs, the net-trapping Renji is complete. Uh, so, Ichigo is in Bonkai mode, and we learn he is also in Hollow Mask mode, uh, and so he's- he's thinking to himself, will this Getsuga Tensho be enough to defeat Ulkiora Um... Yeah, so the answer is, uh, no. No, not quite. Uh, (laughs) Ukiora releases this enormous sero, and so Ichigo scoops up a panicked Nell and does his darndest to sprint away from his cold-eyed adversary, but to no avail. Ukiora catches up and punts Ichigo across the sky and through a wall, and... Even though he's not doing so hot, Ichigo is resolved to defeat Ukiura, who Ichigo is sure must be the strongest espada. D- right? Right. Uh, right? Okay, well, thing is, joke's on him, because in an excessively dramatic tattoo reveal, Ulkiora makes it clear that he is only the fourth espada, and proceeds to punch Ichigo through the chest before instructing Ichigo to either leave or die. Meanwhile, Orihime's not having a great time either. Two jealous cars, Lolly and Minoli, come into her room, which, according to them, is, like, really nice, and, uh, straight up dish Orihime some pretty rough verbal and physical abuse. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Renji is still tussling with the astute and observant brands who reveals a whole legion of homemade Fractiones! Xyle leaves Renji to his minions, declaring that it's not worth it for Xyle to fight Renji himself, though he does lament the possibility of not being able to collect Renji's body in its complete form, when, from out of an awfully convenient hole in the wall, an arrow emerges, piercing Xyle's hot body, and Udio reveals himself, ready
1: to step up and help his ally. Which leads us into episode 163 Shinigami and Quincy, the Battle of Madness, which actually starts off with Oohime being harassed by the two female Aranka Del told us about last episode. Menali and Lolly continue to taunt Oohime and attack her before Grimjar, with no respect for the door that's literally right beside him, blasts a hole in the wall, (laughs) stopping the deleted scenes of Mean Girls. Here he destroys the two Orankars and takes Ohimi away, saying he needs something from her. Ominous? Quite possibly. But this is Grimjo. He's just a softie, right? Right? Maybe. Back with Renji and Ashida, his knight in white armour, the two team up with Ashida telling Venji that he has a plan.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess that brings us to episode 164, which, aptly, is called Ishida's Strategy, the 22nd Offense and Defense, which is, by the way, that's 22nd, like, 20 seconds long, not, like, 22, um, just (laughs) (laughs) for for, the interest of clarity. Um, so, in this episode... Uh, as we open, Zile is continuing to one up his adversaries, causing Udiu's arrows and bow to disintegrate in his hands. Things are not looking good for Udiu and Renji. Or are they? Because Uriu does have a plan. He just needs Renji to buy him a little time. And so, Renji starts going ham on Xyle with his shikai. Again, Zabimaru is like everywhere. And soon enough, Renji and Xyle are wrapped up tight together, bringing them close enough for Renji to, can you believe, use. Keto and at close range. But even this isn't the main event because by this time, Uriu has got all his ducks, or all of his Zayla Schneider, as it were, in a row. <laughs> he initiates a massive explosion that damages Xyle brutally. And just when he and Renji think that they're free of the mad monstrosity that is Xyle Epirograns, Xyle reemerges from the ashes eats one of his fracciones, recovers miraculously, and bids Uriyu and Renji a fond little farewell so that he can change his clothes. Mm. And elsewhere, Ichigo is lying on the ground in the wake of Ukiora's ruthless attack, ostensibly dead or very close to it. As Nell sobs over his unmoving body, Grimjow of all people, emerges with a chained-up Orihime in tow. He instructs Orihime to heal Ichigo, which she does, despite noticing the strange spiritual pressure that Ukiyora has left swirling around Ichigo's injuries. Grimjow explains that he's making Orihime heal Ichigo so that he can settle things with Ichigo, because, Grimjow says, Ukiyora has defeated someone else's prey. Grimjow's prey. But speak of the emo prince of darkness and he shall appear. Ukiora Sunito's his way right behind Grimjow, and uh we'll see what he does next time, I guess. Mm. Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a lot. We, well, yeah, that
0: was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. It's like, well, it's just it's funny to me because I love that we spent three episodes, four episodes, something like that on just Rukia versus Renjiro <laughs> and then we spend four episodes with like th- two major fights and three I would say three distinct sequences of ev- of events. If you count like Orihime's situation, um right. Renji and Uryu versus Zile-ish and uh uh Ichigo and Ukiora this whole confrontation moment. Like all of these thi- like they're going to probably sync up together at some point but the fact that all of this has so many moving parts and pieces and it's like oh yeah we can do this in four episodes like they moved super fast i was constantly entertained but yeah. in the wake of something that just moved so slowly structurally i know
1: it's like they finally learned how to shunpo
0: yeah yeah or well or sunito or here upon oh, depending yep, on what, what you I'm practice doing. but yes
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so now they've done that what we also learned in this episode is that no one knows how to use a door. Oh my god. I <laughs> no. I We got Ishida, we got Grimjaw, so we got Okiora like
0: literally the fact that that's like Grimjaw the the, the 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 amount of wall between the hole Grimjaw punches in the wall and the door is less wide than the door. Like there's no space between this hole in the wall. And the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's <laughs> so funny, but but okay. But if we want to like offer a potentially serious thought about this, it's like, what does that say about Grimjaw as a person? Like we've actually learned something about. I mean, so Ishida's like using this hole in the wall probably because it. I don't know, high ground, good vantage point. He's a distance fighter. Like whatever. Yeah. Um. I don't mean to dismiss that, but. I, I don't. I think we we don't learn as much about Udiu from that choice necessarily. No. Um, but like that says so much about the kind of person that Grim Jow is. There is something about his fundamental nature that makes him go. There's a door right here. Fuck it. I'm gonna punch a wall.
1: <laughs> like or either wow. that he didn't want that thing to happen. You know when you walk through a doorway and you forget what you walked into the room for. He didn't <gasps> want that to imagine? happen because he was on a mission. So he just oh my god, bypassed the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like, Orihime's right there and he's like, oh my god, what did I come in here for? <laughs> uh, yeah. Grinch your glasses are you on your head. got something sparkly. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, he is. then, yeah, so... Should we move on to the manga anime differences then?
0: Yeah, I think we should... Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's one that I know is coming that I'm like... <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm so mad at some of the censorship. For, yeah, for... yes. I know, I just like, I, whatever. We'll get there when we get there. It's not even this yeah. episode. Um, no. <laughs> I, sorry, yes, proceed.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, we, the, in the anime, we actually see the Aranero-Wenji fight a little bit, Was the manga just cut straight to Xylapro hearing of Aranero's death. So they've just got fight fella. Mm. Um Ishida is Mempeshe in that episode? You guessed it, filler. <laughs> That's yeah. shocking. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. And then um when we first meet Lilinette and Stark, mm. we've got the really random worded innuendo of where Lilinette is tickling Stark to wake him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the manga just literally says, Hey, stop that. Fan translation is a little bit different. Oh, <laughs> Fan translation it it says, would be, it? "Quit it your quit it you bastard not my balls." <laughs> oh, well, that's artistic liberties
0: were taken, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, literally the the manga is just, "Hey, stop that." whereas mm. the anime is like, "This is where you're tickling her." Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay, <laughs> well, she's a child, so that's great. Yeah. actively yeah. hate that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but that was pretty much it it was just extra bits the to be fair i'm like nitpicking for a lot of these anime and manga differences they're kind of loyal and we've definitely caught back on track with regards to the chapters being used oh that's good uh, to hear we're not jumping around as much like this episode was 265 bang the boar and the last seven pages or pages 10 to 17 really um 268 you are forbidden to die but that was just pretty much using the end pages as a recap because that was the aronira rukia fight
0: ah right um, yes
1: so the anime used those to remind us that Arunura was dead um, then we had 269, the end is near, and two-thirds of 270, which is WARNING, with the WAR in capital letters, and then NING. Mm, okay. Yeah.
0: I, you know, I sort of wonder, I know that we tend to go episode by episode when we do this podcast, but because this is, like, a fight that extends through basically four episodes, another fight and like ramifications of that fight that extend through basically four episodes, and then Orihime's kind of constant journey throughout. I almost wonder whether this time it would be like more useful to us to kind of talk about, like, not necessarily break it up by fight, but I don't, I, I, I almost wonder whether like structurally it makes less sense to split it up by episode for. For this particular podcast episode, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, if we're continuing, if we've we've got points to talk about about Zaya yeah. and the Renji fight, if that's like, I don't want to feel like we need to episode, stop that just... because it's
0: right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's just let's just let's call it freeform. Let's how about we finish all of the anime and manga differences, and then we can really get into the nitty gritty of some of these these fights and these sequences of events.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, sick tight. Yes. Okay. okay. Great. Great. So. Great, great. Um, episode 162 finishes chapter 270, warning. It's got 271, If You Rise From The Ashes, and 272, Don't Kill My Volupture. Ooh. Um, The anime ruined a really sweet moment between Ichigo and now with Nell's s- snot, as it oh. did, as it usually does. Oh, goes. yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, fight padding with Zile. Um, the conversation between Menoli, M- Menoli Lolly, and Hime is anime only. Oh, wait, really? It, like, because they had a... And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail okay, in a okay. little bit with this. Sure. Because the way the anime decided to do this was really random. Um, the manga actually just cuts... You see, um... Menoli, men, Menoli and Lolly at the door saying, "Oh, he may come and play," mm-hmm. and it's like really creepy in the shadows.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the next
1: time we see them, they're beating her up. <gasps> Ooh. And Menoli, Menoli is a lot more reluctant in the manga. She's like the lookout, oh. and she's constantly saying, "Okay, I think you should stop now." What if we're seen? What if we're heard? It's Lolly who's really instigating it. Whereas in the anime, okay. they're both kind of. Attacking her and edging her on. I do feel on. like
0: Lolly was definitely more aggressive. Um. Wait, did I say? Did I say the right person? I conf-
1: <laughs> Yeah, Lolly's the one. I who, said Lolly. Yeah, okay. With yeah. the pigtails. Yeah. Not necessarily because she is pretty aggressive in the manga. Like mm. all all, all He may has to do is just look at her, and Lolly just fights back. Whereas in the anime. Ugh. Oime says stuff that causes her to lash out. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see. Oh, Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but that's curious. Yeah. Um, the flashbacks in that episode were anime only. And <laughs> in the anime when Ishida's standing at the top of the uh, standing in his hole in the wall looking down Oh boy. <laughs> he looks like he's had a shower and powdered his nose before showing up because he <gasps> looks pristine.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? Fucking good for him.
1: <laughs> Whereas in the manga, he's all battered up and bruised from his fight with the so Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's that's so funny. <laughs> he he did it. He did a style. He went and changed.
0: They he, have something but, in common. But comments. the
1: thing. But based on what
0: we know about Udiu, like he brought a spare change of clothes <laughs> with picked. him to the Seireite Like that is a thing he did. <laughs> that is in character for him. So that parallel is not uninteresting. I think. No. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh, um but that was it for that episode. Oh, okay. Moving into 163, we've got finishing the last four pages of Don't Kill by My Volopcha which is 272. 273 Dog Eat Dog and 274 The Monster.
0: Ooh.
1: So this is where we've got the big difference between Menally, Lolly and Oohime. Okay, um, okay. In the anime, Orihime starts to s- fight back and say no, which causes Lolly to backhand her. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Whereas in the anime, lit- in the manga, literally with the only fights we've seen are Lolly throwing Orihime across the room, Ugh, grabbing yeah. her by the hair yeah, and yeah. holding her up and saying, Ha, look at you, you really think a human could beat an Aranka? And Orihime just gives her this pity look, um, as if to say, like, I'm really sorry for you. Um, Why are you doing this to me? Which Uh. really causes Lolly to go, you little, don't look at me like that. Menoli. Okay, okay. Yeah. Menoli then stops in and says, hey, keep it down. Lolly tells her to shut up. And then she's, and then Lolly's like, "Oh, I know. I'll yank out her fingernails." <gasps>
0: Whoa,
1: that's brutal. Uh-huh. Okay. And Menelie's like, "Lolly, don't." And that's when Grimjaw turns up. Whoa. I
0: also okay. Did they in the anime that which is such a bizarre change to make? Was I granted? I only watched the episodes once, but there it looked to me like. Lolly sort of reached for Orahime's hair and then, like, whipped her across the room, having held her by the hair in the anime? Did that, is that what seems to have happened?
1: That's what it looked like in the anime, yeah. In the manga, you don't really get that, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay.
0: I just thought it was a really strange choice. I was like, I was also like, is there, I don't know, the, the angles kind of didn't make sense. I was like, I don't know that you'd have enough leverage to actually get her over there if that's how you're doing that, but...
1: Yeah. Go, go off, I guess. Yeah. In the manga, Lolly has got her by the hair. Yeah, But yeah. the only thing she does is when she says, don't look at me like that, um, she just punches her. Yeah, I'm actually going like, to... actually makes more sense. Yeah, I'm actually going to drop the panel in the chat for you. Oh, so sure you thing. See. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there we go. Okay. Ooh, that's okay. pretty much... That's the whole fight. Okay. That the, that two pages.
0: Oh, poor Orahime. She looks so beat up and so sad. Mm hmm.
1: Oh, damn, girl. So, yeah, as you can see, Lolly is definitely a little bit more aggressive with the whole threatening to yank out her fingernails. And, yeah, Men- for sure. Menoli's very kind of wary and say, we don't want to get caught. You know, we're not supposed to be in here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um,. What else we got? Um, Oh, yeah. Then we've got Grimjaw coming in. Grimjaw actually rips off Lolly's leg (gasps) in the manga. Oh, look at him go.
0: Oh, my God. He
1: he literally stands on it and pulls her leg off. So when we get the scene of Oohime healing them both, um, Orihime, you actually see the leg grow back you don't you see her with only one leg oh. whereas in the anime she's got both of her legs
0: wait i love that especially if if healing them was always gonna be what happened because grim Jiao is like fuck you i know you can regrow limbs let's go like that's yeah. awesome <laughs> Yep.
1: Yeah. um and then also with the anime When Oihime's healing back mentally, you just see this shadow and the pieces going in, whereas the anime, whereas in the manga, she's actually fully drawn. You actually can tell who it is, and you can see her shocked and horrid face of whatever perpetual state she was in when she died. That is so much
0: better. I want to see her face like the idea of her waking up and being like oh my god it's you like you're you're healing me like what what like yeah. that's
1: oh it's delicious oh mm-hmm. um small minor difference is that Ishida stabbed Xylo- xyle in the abdomen in the anime where it was through the collarbone in the manga <gasps> oh that's
0: oh my default i was like that's so hot like why am i <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was doing some kind of should have aimed for the head thanos oh, stuff i don't know i love that
0: i love that
1: <laughs> yeah the collarbone um, that's
0: so specific
1: it is oh
0: ishida was like look at this vain hot boy I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh man.
1: There you go, I even posted it so you could see your boy's face when he's just staring at the... (sighs) Yeah, I know this panel.
0: That's, this is what it (laughs) is, it's like, if it's a character that I like, I know their panels really well, and everybody else is, which is why I know about the censorship later, because, like, fuck me. Um, Yeah. Oh, look at that. I forgot he was still wearing clothes at this point, lol. Anyway, carry on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, and then the only other difference was the Pesce intervention, um, which was anime only, because... Oh, you think? Yeah, they like to remind us that these two characters exist.
0: Wait, including, so I just want to confirm, so that whole bit when all of the Fracciones were talking about, like, being afraid of cockroaches and stuff, was that also anime only?
1: Cockroaches, yes. Okay. Um, basically, in the manga, Pesce just, um, he slides down the wall... He can't see past the Arancars because he wants to watch the fight. Mm. But he sees Dondo Chaka's foot sticking out. Yeah, yeah. So then he just sneaks over. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Um, and then it's Pesce. It's Dondo Tracker saying, um, you came to save me, you came to save me. And that noise is what causes the factions to turn around. So okay. it's Dondo Chaka who alerts them, not Pesce. Okay.
0: Is there anything in the manga at all about the Fracciones saying that they are, like, scared or uncomfortable or anything like that? Because my initial thought was, like, oh, what a cool... I don't want to say humanizing because the word human is, like, also not the right word for most of the characters in this manga anyway. But, like, <laughs> uh, 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 it gives them more dimension, I suppose, if it's canon. Yeah. If it's not canon, then I suppose I don't have anything to say about it because then it's just extra. <laughs> they were trying to be funny, but...
1: No, it's, there's no, they don't say anything. All um, right, well, never mind. I'm <laughs> not, not going even... to
0: read into that. I was like, oh, hollows are people too, but but I guess yeah. we're not going there today, so sure, fine, whatever.
1: Um, Peshay actually comments on it in the manga. He says, actually, nobody even realizes I'm here. It oh. makes me a little sad. If they notice me just a little, it'd be nice. <laughs>
0: I can't tell what to <laughs> wish for, bro.
1: Oh man. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, and then going on to episode one hundred and sixty-four. Ah yes. We have manga chapters two seventy-five, The United Front Two: Red and Red and White. And fun fact, United Front 1 was back in a hunt Chapter 174, end of Hypnosis 6, the United Front, which was Renji and Ichigo fighting Aizen. Oh, cool. Love mm-hmm. that. Very cool. So, yeah, these United Fronts are who Renji is teaming up with. Yeah. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... 276 blocking beast and 277 conversion of conformity yeah that's right re- yes yep that,
0: that yep yep version <laughs> of conformity is also the name of a metal band fun fact
1: <laughs> anyway here we have the extended Peche sequence mainly the hollows this is the hollows that don't say they don't like um cockroaches um, the anime actually has Renji muttering the Kido because you hear him saying yeah, yeah, Inferno yeah, yeah, yeah. and Pandemonia. Yep. Whereas in the manga, it's just wavy lines, and oh. some some fan translations even have um, just this asterisk and it's like incoherent rambling. Oh well, I don't hate that actually. Mm. So mm. yeah, it's it's so you can't really tell what it is. Sure, sure. Um, we've got. Um, anime ishida says that he trusts renji yeah which i thought was really sweet yes. whereas the manga it's dependable backup okay. so i mean it's it's much and much this but yeah yeah, yeah. he trusts and um Xylapora actually eats his fractioni i know
0: uh, with... <laughs> i want it so much <laughs> That's honestly one of the pieces of censorship I'm maddest about. I think he's so brutal. And then he, like, whatever, he's brutal anyway, honestly. But uh, Yeah. Let him be weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, because of course in the um, in the anime, you've got Lumina, who just gets turned into a ball of spiritual pressure, whereas Manga, you actually get just to see him uh, bite his head off, top. pretty much. And you've got the blood pouring out from his teeth, and he's got <sighs> really big teeth.
0: Yeah, I suppose he does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's literally, like, think Shinji, but bigger. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So now I'm imagining uh,
0: Shinji just, like, eating a T-bone steak with his hands. Like, no fork and knife, just, like, taking a bite. I feel like that's something he would do.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs> anyway. um, And then... No, that is. I've just put that in the Vong section of my um, notes. That oh, should gotcha. be down in the discussion point section and not the manga anime difference. Okay then. Okay. <laughs>
0: oh wow! There you go. I've
1: actually started typing up my notes because it makes it easier for hey, me to read it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's all the manga anime differences. Okay,
0: so pretty faithful is what I'm getting out of this.
1: Yeah, that yeah, the, especially that last chapter. Um, 276 and 277 are pretty much almost frame for frame uh there's a bit more Nell crying but even some of the pictures of her mm. peering over and saying it's go" and everything oh. so yeah
0: I actually found I don't know if you watched the sub or the dub but um often I find that like kid voices in in dubs can kind of annoy me because yeah uh, it uh i don't know yeah the the, the choices are very like performative in a way that i don't tend to respond to often not all the time but Mm -hmm. often um if you have adults voicing kids that is if you have kids voicing kids it's usually a different matter and it's usually really good but um yeah but in the sub anyway normally like nell with all of her crying and her sobbing and such normally that's not something that i'm into but there was something about like I don't know. My heart really went out to Nell this watch through, actually. Mm. Like, in a pretty major way. P- partly because of how genuinely concerned she seemed for Ichigo during that initial confrontation with Ukiyora. Uh, And, like, Ichigo clocked that, understood what was going on, and reassured her, like, the good big brother he is. Uh, and then later, when Ichigo was, like, actively not okay, and she kind of like, she she was she was, genuinely emotionally distraught, and I believed it, and I saw that, and I felt the gravity of the situation more because we were able to see somebody impacted.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, because I'm the same. Like, I, do, I watch the sub, and I find some of the voices in the dub, especially Yachiro's. Ooh, I don't, yep, not um, a fan, not a fan. Yep, yeah. whereas she's tolerable in the um in the she's like sub, actually so. cuter i
0: find yachiru yeah
1: yeah yeah i haven't heard nell i don't think i've ever heard nell's dub voice
0: oh and it's, it's not fine. something that
1: i probably want to go find yeah, but um nah. yeah i did i did you know feel a little bit emotional and she was it did i mean the anime did have it go on for a little bit longer than the manga sure sure, sure. um and at that point, I was like, okay, this is too long, because at the start, it was really cute, and I was like, oh, bless her. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Well, should we get the small points out the way first? Sure, sure. For example, we got names. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we we absolutely did. Oh, We did. Oh, like, so I funny. have... I'm not... Like, I've never really connected to Espada, and I've not really had... <gasps> like
0: oh my gosh welcome that to many. the
1: club right but i've always had two favorites and those favorites have always been stark and halibut and now that Fuck we have yeah. names i can now say stark and halibut and people Fuck know yeah. who i'm talking about they've oh. always been to they've been my top two and lillanette lillanette's adorable so yeah it was nice to yeah it was just nice to because we'd seen halibut previously because she's the one who stood out Around the table, and yes, yes. we'd had that conversation with regards to her differences between manga and anime. Yep. Um, with regards to, um it's like character her, the design, color of her right? skin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Character yeah. design.
1: That's it. Um, so, and of course, she stood up being the only female presenting anchor at Esparo um, at the table. Yeah. Yeah. More but then or we've less. also got this Stark, who we, you know, we he probably didn't have such a big role sitting around that table but we've met him and we've met this little kid lillanette as well and we met yeah. we met others as well they all had speaking walls but we didn't really get their names yeah
0: very brief yeah and a couple we yeah. still don't have names for yeah or is it just the one guy i feel like most other no we've got two we've got there's the older guy and then that yeah. larger black guy and other than yeah. that i think we've got everybody at this point i think so I think i'm so. counting on my I'm just going through the numbers in my head, some of which are secret listeners. Stay
1: tuned to find Ew. out who's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, because we know Okio is number four, so, yeah. you know. There's... And we
0: know Zyall is number eight, and we know um, Aranyera was number nine. Those are the ones we have confirmed, and I think that's it right now, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Do we know Yamis?
0: I don't think so. Do we? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I was trying to think whether we knew Noi Torres, and I don't think we do. No. Oh, Grimjaw, we do, right?
1: Grimjaw's we know because yeah. Loopy
0: replaced him briefly. R.I.P. Loopy. Yeah,
1: miss you forever, bro. Um, I and oh, heals back as six, so yeah, we definitely yeah. know Yeah.
0: Okay, good to know. Okay, so you know we're 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 slowly piecing together the pecking order of these, and they're yeah. all super strong because, like, okay, I have a thing I want to talk about, which is. So is like he doesn't really wear his thoughts and feelings on his sleeve. Um he kind of maintains the same facial expression all the time. Ichigo was de- determined to continue fighting him when he was like, "Oh, you're the you're clearly the leader of the Espada, so you're definitely the strongest." This dramatic prince, like, grabbed the sword and had to, like, rip his shirt open to be (laughs) like, no, here is my chest tattoo. I'm only number four as the tatters of his shirt flap in the breeze. He had his... Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, what is that? Like, where does that come from? It is, it is, it's, it's a different side of him. We haven't seen a side of him like that before. And we also haven't seen a side of him which is like the part of him that feels, for whatever reason, the need to punch, I mean, Grimjiao used the word prey. I'm sure Okiora wouldn't. But, like, to punch adversaries that he cares about. Uh, like, to punch a hole into into the same place Ukiora has his hole so yeah. we, there is this he's got a flair for something extra something dramatic so in the same way that Grimjaw punching through a wall instead of using a door tells us something <laughs> about what he's like like what what do these little flashes of personal flair tell us about Ukiora I don't have an answer. That's a truly open ended question, but
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. It's it's yeah. like <clears throat> But is this the first time we've seen him where he's not been with somebody else? Ooh. He's been with uh when he was in the World of the Living, he was with Yami. Yeah. So so maybe he's got that little bit of vulnerability that he doesn't want to show this side to other people, like he's hiding something? He has been with just Orahime in the past as well, hasn't he?
0: Yeah. Uh, Just briefly, I think.
1: Yeah. But I think with Orahime, it might be different. He's not I wanting think to so show off to
0: Orahime. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he has to kind of maintain Orahime because she's fundamental to whatever Aizen's plan is. Mm-hmm. You know, there are probably rules in place around what he can and can't do. And he does mostly strike me
1: as a rule follower. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 He's the Ishida of the group. He's the rule follower.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, Ukiora and Zile together make Ishida. It's, it's, sort? Of, I don't know. They're just all of these, like, clean line pretty boys with various flares for the dramatic like Uriyu is sometimes like serious in that way but occasionally he's like no I need to have my personal flair and that's very Xyle. not that you can draw a direct line between any of these characters exactly like the parallels aren't exactly Mm -hmm. perfect nor should they be but yeah did you have any additional thoughts about so now so now that we're talking about Okiora um I think maybe let's follow the line of like that whole confrontation so Ichigo mm-hmm. going Bankai, wearing that hollow mask, trying to get to Gatencho Ukiora's skinny ass, and <laughs> uh then getting his ass handed to him on the back end of that. Um, any any takes about that whole encounter? Um
1: It was very presumptuous of Ichigo to th- think that, you know. Okioa had survived that attack. and Oh, sure. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, he just goes in, he attacks him once. And then he's like, okay, it's okay now, I've got you. You know, they have that sweet heartwarming moment. Yes. Um, and he doesn't think anything. And he's also not sensing him. You'd think... Yeah. Okay. We know Ichigo's not got the best sensing. He's got selective censoring. He I think super is the does. best <laughs> with the best thing to do. But even when someone as powerful as Okiora is right next to him, surely he might still have sensed his spiritual pressure not diminish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. He just was pres- very presumptuously was just like, yep. All done, that's all it took. Yeah, five that's seconds. Odd. Bada bing boom. It's
0: not like he was just trying to get away or anything either. Like he was inter- he was actively interested in defeating Ukiora, and we know that. He says so.
1: Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just it was it was a very clean fight. Like yeah. it wasn't a clean fight, but it was a very clean cut oh. and there was <laughs> Yes. Yes, yes to both. (laughs) Um, But also, the fact that Ichigo practically died. Right. But, and I don't know, it was maybe because I've seen it before and I knew what was going to happen, but it would have been interesting to see someone's perspective who maybe went into this episode without knowing what had happened and wondering if actually Ichigo was dead in that instance. Mm right right yeah
0: especially too cuz it would have been i mean i know that it, it chad's situation was sort of ambiguous um like we don't we don't actually really know whether chad is like dead dead or whether he's he's just kind of down for the count right now um but if in fact ichigo were dead it would be the first time i think that we we would see the death of like A non-soul and non-hollow character of like a human character.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Although you must admit, how his Bankai disappeared when he died and went back to Shikai, and the whole effect, and that's that that was amazing. That
0: was stunning. Yeah, I I love that. Because I also, the way, I, I feel like that is literally what happened as well. Like, I, I, obviously the construction of Las Noches is, I, I think a lot is allowed to be left to the imagination there. But I feel like, so, so coming back around to the possibility of Ukiora just being like extra on main in the most low-key way possible. Him being like, no, no, I'm going to orchestrate it. So that this confrontation happens right underneath where Orihime is being kept or something. So that when she feels Ichigo's energy change, it's right there and it's immediate. If he's trying to, like, I don't know, break her down and and continue to get her to, to submit,
1: like... Oof. Yeah. Although, <laughs> speaking of Chad... Orihime's when she's Ouhime's crying, when she fed, f- feels Ichigo's death, she's like, first Rukia, then Ichigo. And it's like, did you forget oh, no. about Chad? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I guess. But she was really adamant
0: a couple episodes ago that Chad wasn't dead. Like she, she, That's was, true. she put her foot down. So maybe she, I betcha. I I I feel like Orihime actually believes Chad isn't dead. Yeah. So. Maybe she didn't forget. Maybe she just thinks Chad's alive. But also maybe, (laughs) maybe Kubo forgot. I don't know. Chad
1: draws the short straw kind of often, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Oh, bless poor Chad. Don't forget Chad. No, we can't Uh, forget
0: Chad. He's so good. Ugh. I only had, I had one other sort of just a thing that I kind of hadn't noticed before. So like, we know that the way that Ichigo's, goes, uh, certainly his Zanpakuto, but also some of the manifestations of his powers, they kind of look different depending on the form he takes and how he grows and what he chooses to use. So there was a bit in that initial confrontation with Ukiyora, uh, he, had, he, he was in Bankai and he had his mask on, and some of that black and red energy that was swirling around uh, looked like it had... It It didn't not look like a five-pointed star. A little, I sort of thought. mm mm-hmm. um, And so it goes to show that, like, this is consistently and constantly in evolution. And so just, like, I don't know. Like, Ichigo's power scaling has been so uh like internally driven so I like every so now like I know that there are some people that love to pay really close attention to the way Ichigo's powers change and the way that the those manifestations change and I've not like I've said this before Ichigo has never been the reason why I watch Bleach he's like not really one of my favorite (laughs) characters but now I'm more I I'm, I'm I'm tracking for myself as much as I possibly can when those changes start to happen uh so i don't know i guess like uh, if if i can remember to i'd like to put little pins in things that i notice about the way his powers look and seem and feel as we go along so that was just a really distinct thing that i certainly hadn't noticed before watching this time around (coughs) and uh so yeah just curious
1: yeah yeah that was cool yeah yeah
0: i don't really have too much more about that fight tbh other than the fact that like we now get to see concretely how really fucking powerful ukiora is he fully stops that attack with his bare hands like that's wild
1: he does and i mean the whole looking cool with his hand in his pocket he did have to go to two hands he did he, uh, did. he did actually have to take <laughs> his hand out of his pocket so whatever he was doing with his hand in his pocket he actually had to give it up yeah playing with a he, fidget toy it's, that's in, what it was he's in acting
0: school and his acting teacher said make a different choice you can't keep your hands in your pockets
1: <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah he's yeah. pretty pretty powerful
0: he's pretty powerful and i'm mm-hmm. i'm so i'm so curious to see or like rewatch again like the the, the rest of everything that is going to come on the heels of his most recent appearance behind Grimjoo. Like, oh, buddy.
1: Huh. I mean, yeah, they, that, it's gonna be really interesting. The, what did I call it? Grimjo and Okio are duking it out to see who will take Ichigo out on a date.
0: It is very that, though. <laughs> <If> they're fully <laughs> fighting over Ichigo. That is literally what is happening.
1: They're, really
0: they're fighting over fighting over Ichigo. <laughs> <laughs> fighting over
1: fighting Ichigo? fighting? yeah finding of, yeah What can't just ichigo? do rock paper scissors yeah you yeah know. <laughs> yes. this is rock paper scissors iwanka versions yeah
0: <laughs> well uh okay so so the way that i'm thinking about these episodes kind of structurally so i think we've got the ichigo Ukiora confrontation situation uh we've got orohime's whole journey and then we've got Zile and uh, Renji and Uriu. And those are kind of like the three main lines that we're following here. So I imagine that there's going to be more to say about Zile, Renji, and Uryu than there is about Orihime and what she's dealing with. So I maybe we should actually start with the Hime stuff, uh, and then kind of round it out with my, with, two, with two, two of my boys, Tbh. I, whatever. Two of your I, boys. Someone wrote this. <laughs> wrote someone wrote this fight for me. Someone wrote this fight for me in a major way. <sighs> I say someone. It was Kubo. Kubo wrote the whole thing. What am I? What am I talking about? Um. Uh. Uh. So yeah. So also knowing that. Yeah. um a lot of the Orihime stuff was... Was anime only. I don't know. Um, like, I definitely... I found myself curious about motivations on the part of Loli and Manoli But it seems to me... Uh, wh- there wasn't really anything in the manga, was there? About them saying, oh, hey, Aizen must like you a lot. Or, like, you're, you think you're so special. Or, like, I don't know how jealous they seemed in the manga, I, I guess. But in the anime, the question I found myself asking, like, especially, like, Orihime's room is, is so bare. It's like, basic, basic amenities. And so, if they're looking around and going, oh, wow, this is so nice. Like, sure, they might just be used to just sand before there even was a Las Mm Noces. But, I'm like, oh my god, what kind of absolutely terrible treatment are y'all used to that this seems amazing? Like,
1: well, yeah, but then you see, then you look at Stark, and Stark had a beanbag, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, had i think a beanbag. Like, the, yeah. the bar is
0: on the floor for amenities in this place.
1: Yeah, I'm looking. Know. Oh, there we go. I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, hollows uh, are used the... to a
0: hard fucking life, is what I think this is revealing,
1: kinda. Nope, not that one. I am looking for. There it is. It's Grimjaw comes in, Grimjaw blasts Menoli. Yeah. And Lolly's like, You you realize Lord Eisen will get you for this. You're just there. and then that's when he picks up picks up her leg and literally rips her legs Oof. out. Wow. Um and but that's when Lolly's like, Wait, no, please, I won't tell anyone Ooh. But after he um after he's done it, she's like, you're dead. I hope Lord Aizen kills. <gasps> Whoa, he... okay. So they are aware of Lord Aizen, but then they definitely seemed more jealousy that Oihime was Aizen's new favorite toy yeah. in the anime than they were in the manga. Okay. You don't really get that across in the manga. Gotcha.
0: So then the question of motiv- motivation becomes an even bigger question. Actually, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Oh, because they're yeah, because they're just like they are very, very unkind to her. And
1: poor Orihime, they didn't really do anything are. To
0: deserve that, she's literally just trying to live.
1: Yeah, because they're just standing there, aren't they? They're just staring mm-hmm. at her from the door.
0: Mhm. It's weird. It's super weird. And it's not maybe like we'll she find out. Waltzed... Yeah, I guess so. Because it, like, it's not like Orihime waltzed in here and was like. I am special. I am powerful. Like, so far, in Waco Mundo, she's only used her powers when somebody makes her, pretty much. She's not trying to be this uh, savior or icon or, like, she's not. That's not who, that's not what she's doing. It's, oh, it's
1: wild. Yeah. And... Yeah, because the only time she used her powers off her own free will is to heal the people who tormented her. Yeah, exactly. Because Grimjaw's telling her to fix her own face, but instead of fixing her own face, she goes and heals them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I have no idea what their motivation is. Yeah. Yes. Oof.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Um. (laughs) Okay. Oh, well... mm. I, no, I'm Like, I'm earnestly asking uh, uh, anything else you want to say about anything other than the fight that I'm very excited for, because, <laughs> like, obviously I'm very excited, but I want to make sure um, we've touched on everything else that we feel is important.
1: Um, What was your take on Oihime saying the massive spilt to pressure around Ichigo's rune- wounds that she can't reject?
0: Ooh, I think it is, it could be one of two things. Either so the way I'm thinking about it is either that is coming from no matter what we know that that's to do with the interaction of Ukiora's powers and Ichigo's body and and makeup whether that's physical or spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. So the two thoughts that I have are either Ukiora's power interacts with either bodies in general or Ichigo's body in a way that lingers and clings and that's just part of what Ukiora does or there is something about ichigo that can't let either Ukiora's power or similar powers just go like that like there is resistance and it's a question of where that resistance is coming from like the, the, the ichigo's body as it is doesn't want that rejection process to take hold
1: yeah yeah and may yeah maybe as well because he you know he is part hollow basically and he's now in the world of the hollows yeah that he's yep. maybe drawing some of that like the outside spiritual hollow rep- uh, pressure similar to how Chad was saying that he got stronger the minute he stepped into exactly Wagon like
0: is there part of Ichigo that now actually feels right with a bit of a hollow hole or with like hollow energy infused into yeah. his, his body somehow yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly there's
1: a there's a part of ichigo that's home yeah very that and it's resonating with that yeah yep and it could be
0: both right like maybe Ukiora's attacks uniquely enabled ichigo's body to to demonstrate that because may, maybe there is something persistent in that way about Ukiora's Powers. i don't know that we've seen a green sero up to now either i can't i can't recall like i don't know no. i don't know i don't
1: know yeah normally uh, they're red aren't they yeah uh
0: often often they're red yeah they can be a bunch of even sh- colors saruchi's wasn't red i don't think
1: no but shinji's was red wasn't it shinji's is red yep yeah
0: other information that just like lives rent-free in my brain who cares?
1: But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: How about you? Did you have any any additional thoughts on that particular question?
1: No. No, it was just... Great. Yeah, just that. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, you, you, you waited long enough. I, thank <laughs> you. I've,
0: I've been, I've, I'm proud of myself. I've You've been, been very patient. patient. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, where to start? Um, <sighs> I think... I, so, I, I, well, I don't know. Like, once again, it's gonna be what, I feel like everything that I'm excited for is just like, well, I really like this character and that's why I really like this fight. Like, it's not even spicy. Um, you know what? As a jumping off point, I imagine you probably have more focused thoughts and commentary than I do. I'm scrolling through and I do have a couple of, like, specifically salient points here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, most of them are actually from the latter half of the fight rather than the former half, kind of once Udiu gets involved because I think we, we largely get to learn, we, we, we learn a lot about Xyle in, like, a very first impression kind of way when Renji is fighting him. Like, for example, the fact that he says, oh, like, I'm it's a bummer that I'm not going to be able to collect your body in its pristine form after I let my big fraction kick your ass. Like, bummer. That's revealing about Xyle's character. But it's also not shocking. Like, we know he's a researcher and we know he's, like, not particularly stable. Um, so... uh. Yeah, considering I think the thing that I'm most interested in talking about is from the latter half of the fight, what did you, what did you think about this, I suppose, series of of confrontations, either
1: before Udiu gets involved or after? Yeah, I, I was picking up a lot of different kind of, different details that we were getting. Okay. We got the reveal that Zile and Ilfo are brothers, and yes. that raises the questions of Espadas can have siblings, and these seem to be like actual kin siblings because yep. they don't like each other. So and they have the same surname.
0: Be... They actually have the oh, I guess yeah. Sane and Keone have the same surname, but they're also not Hollows anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're not going to be found family because you know they. We got the impression that they didn't really like each other that very much. So they were actually, you know, related. Right. blood related or whatever it is so it's interesting to see that kind of dynamic. yeah and i mean you totally called it that like, he planted a bug in yeah um... <laughs> I,
0: I think i completely forgot that but i also like we know that he does surveillance stuff like that's super super clear yeah. so uh-huh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh
1: we got a nice little interesting tidbit that the Espada have different abilities. So Aranero's ability was Ninchiki-Doki, which is synchronized awareness. So he could relay what was happening to all of the other Espada around him. Yep. So that Aranero having that kind of ability, and we've all kind of almost seen a little bit of what Okio's ability could have been with his old eyeball... Yes, recording software. True, true, true. So it makes you wonder what other awarenesses or kind of specialities that each Espada have. So different abilities in the Espadas. If we're gonna get those reveals, right, right, would kind of make it a little bit different. There, maybe it'll allow us to see why they were chosen to yeah. be these top espadas. That's true. That's true. Because even... So, uh, that's an
0: interesting thought as well. Because... So, Zayl says something when he's talking about his whole legion of fracciones. He has so many. Um, and mm-hmm. he's like... He says... The way that he talks about them is unusual. Because he's like, I I, I made them? um, So it it's it's further insight into just how many different i guess levels of hollow and indeed even of Arankar you can have so all of the espada that we've met with the exception i think of Araniero, seem to be uh they they're quite humanoid in appearance they they have nuance to their speech. They have complicated thoughts. They, other than Okiora, they seem to have like, well, it, it, honestly, including Okiora, he just shows it differently. Like they have emotional reactions to things that then lead to thought through action. Um, and so yeah, it it it, it it's. We know that there can be a considerable amount of evolution as an Iran car but like what how how much more evolved is even someone like you know the the violent punching walls force that is grim than someone (laughs) like seruchi or like uh gantenbein or who whoever you like yeah like how how where does the evolution stop if anywhere you know
1: Mm mm-hmm be interesting to continue watching and just like trying to see if we can pick out yeah if they have something or if it's just you know a one-off because you know we already know Aaron Aero is unique in the fact that he's the only Gillian I think that yep. was what yeah yeah yep. but he's the only um, Gillian in the team <laughs> in the team That's um <laughs> so he's already unique in that sense that he's there because of his absorp- absorption powers, basically. Ugh, yeah, god. Yeah,
0: sorry, I just thought about the butthole again. It just looks like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool to see Renji fighting someone who is actively one of those, like, oh, I see your moves and I one-up you kind of people, because Renji is usually really successful and just, well, <laughs> Renji is never successful when it comes to fights. Um, uh, uh, but Renji, you get the sense, probably does does best when he can just kind of, like, smash away at things. Like, there's a reason he has a power-type Zanpakuto, right? Like, that suits him. Um, so, initially, and, like, it kind of... It's not surprising that it was always going to be, like, Mega kun versus Mega kun when this was all said and done. Like, Uryu versus Zile just makes sense because they're, like clean skinny analytical boys and like that's just that's just where we are um and putting those two like Kubo really likes to put people opposite each other for fights who are like well suited to be fighting each other because it's really fun to watch so Mm -hmm. Renji versus Zile is an unusual pairing to see in Bleach so even though it was brief I thought it was cool to have Renji face off against someone who was a calculating fighter and who isn't a power type fighter at all and to see how Renji contends with that now of course Renji's solution for the most part was just to keep smashing things and that like didn't work very well um and it's true that Zile had spent enough time observing and collecting data that he was able to to counter Renji's power smashy moves pretty effectively Mm -hmm. just get out of the way and he also just like kind of didn't give a fuck and thought Renji was small potatoes which like fair um
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but Renji smash I think was the uh... Renji smash <laughs> Renji <that>. smash very <laughs> that although when Ishida came in though I did like the fact that that was technically the first time Renji and Ishida were in the same room together alone <gasps> since Renji almost killed Ishida back in the first Whoa, season.
0: Oh, You're so
1: right! Oh, cool! And now they're trusting each other and fighting with each other. It's that like is... Ishida forgave him for almost killing him. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so. Like, when the circumstances are dire and they both want to save Orahime, then sh- sh- shit, I guess it's like, yeah, put aside past differences, I guess. Uh-huh. Wow. Good call. Oh, man. Uh, I suppose, Uh, yeah, so, like, part of what I... Uh, another thing that I like about this fight is in fact like that cool teamwork journey that they share because Uryu and Renji, I because my initial thought was like, oh, they haven't talked much. Yeah, no, that's putting it super mildly. <laughs> so to see Udyu think on his feet like that and then to see mm. Renji like read the room and use his instincts quickly enough to understand what Udyu needs and be able to execute it successfully... It was a cool moment of growth for both of them. And and it's neat that like Ishida keeps showing us little bit by little bit cool new isolated Quincy abilities as we move through some of these fights. Like I, it's, it seems to me that Kubo has a lot of fun putting together, like, different cool reishi manipulation shit for Quincy's to do when they serve the moment. Like, I feel like he did that in the Mayuri fight, and I feel like he's doing that here as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because we got, what is it, um, Zai Chen, which is the symbol, the Quincy yep. symbol that was drawn yep. on the floor. Yeah. Along with the Sprengen, which was the blast. Yep. So, yeah, and we're getting... Yeah, we're definitely getting these. Although... Ishida. We know he's very showy, but when he first arrives, Renji technically wasn't in any immediate danger. So Ishida could have just attacked Zile instead of attacking the Ivanka.
0: Oh yeah, so. I suppose he could have. Yeah,
1: you're right.
0: <laughs> well, element he's of proud. surprise and all that. Like, of course he fucking wants to look cool. Which, okay. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of like taking pride in one's appearance and wanting to look cool. I, so, the thing that I always remember about the way that Zyle leaves the space after he's been blasted by the Spregger technique. I always remember him saying that he wants to go and, like, change his clothes. And, of course, I remember, like, and also I'm like, oh, yes, you get a little shirtless moment. So, like, that's gonna fucking stick out of my mind because I love pretty boys. Um, But, but... The thing, I just, I it never really landed for me until this watch through, and this is an episode I've seen a few times now, um, when he, when he's explaining what he's doing to you, he's, he's like, I need to go, I need to go and change my clothes, this is something I know that you are going to understand and respect, think about it, I am giving you time. Think about what you're gonna do, and I'm gonna come back and face you later, because, he is an intellectual person, first and foremost, and he actually, actually wants the challenge of facing a smart person like Udiu when Uryu has had time to put the best plan possible together. Like, that is what Zile wants. Yeah, I guess on the surface he's going to change his clothes, and that, that probably is important to him, but
1: he wants that stimulating intellectual challenge so he's not just going to go back to his quarters and watch what they do on a tv screen
0: i don't think so i don't imagine so no i mean maybe mm-hmm. but if like not not with the intention of like i i i feel like he wants to it's it, it, in, in the same way almost that Chad was like, hey, Gantenbein, you fought me at full strength so I could realize my full potential. If Xyle is, in fact, a researcher and an academic, he's probably interested, like, in addition to just being genuinely interested in fighting someone smart, because because by now he'll know that Uryu is smart, um, if he's interested in his own, like, personal development as a fighter and as an academic, uh, it's... He's trying to get something out of this and have fun along the way hmm I think it's beautiful,
1: yeah, for sure he's he's definitely he's Zyle's probably been you know just bumbling around doing what he wants, and finally he's found someone who he can intellectually match which yeah. yeah and kind of get that challenge whereas he's not really had that challenge they've they've not had a chance to do anything since they've been created or since they've evolved or however they came. Aizen's made this promise to them and now they're finally getting to fight back, do something, act on that promise. Right, wild. (sighs) Uh, We had a end of a volume. Um, Oh, oh, fabulous.
0: The end of the Kion. Yes. So, do
1: you want to guess who's on this cover? Oh fuck's sake! Okay, can you tell me whether they're <laughs> Shinigami
0: or something else? It's uh, something else. Uh, okay. Is it is it a Hollow? Uh yeah. Technically, oh, okay. yes. Okay. Well, so around cars are Hollows, so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it Okiora? Nope. Oh, is it Grimjao? No. Oh, for God's sake! Is it Xyle? It's Xyle! I know he gets one, but. I- be the one wouldn't it yeah yeah wow. okay well shit is it and it's if, if i'm i i'm not looking this up if i'm not mistaken is that the image where he's like got his head back and he's got his hand up next to his neck and he's like smirking all all sly at the the not, camera i guess is it that is that the image
1: um he looks like he's straight out of haikyuu and he's doing a volleyball <gasps> um kind of pose oh my god wait what volume number is this Thirty-one. He's like he's got his arm back and his other arm stretched <gasps> up, and he oh, literally looks like look he's about at
0: him. to oh. play volleyball.
1: Ah!
0: Ah! Ah! Okay. Nope. I was thinking of he, there's like a full panel page where he's making the 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 gesture and expression that I was yes referencing yeah before. okay whatever. Oh, look at
1: him! Well, hooray! Yep. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So this is volume thirty-one. Don't kill my Volupture. Wow! are you and. The poem is, tell me you hate me more than anything in the world. Oh, ouch. <laughs> well, it's that whole thing of like, you don't hate people that you don't care about. If yep. you hate
0: somebody, then there is an emotion attached. It's, it's, it's hate and indifference are a different kind of, well, da, 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 da. anyway. Oh, man. Ah, great. Um, who? Well, I mean, I guess we'll see where that goes because promised us that that was not over. So put on your thinking, cap, to you. Yeah. <laughs> and Renji. I guess if Renji wants to help, he's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Renji smash. <laughs> Renji's just going to do keto the whole time. What could go wrong? He's done it nice. He yep. can prove he can do it. I know. Good for him being like, I'm going to capitalize on this thing that I'm actively bad at. And, and yeah, no, it was clever. Ha huh, It was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, okay. Wow, I guess that um that brings us to our Shinigami cup, doesn't it? Peroxide it does. Okay, okay. Yep. Oh geez, oh boy. Um, okay. Um, we just there were a lot of shirtless people in these two episodes, so I'm gonna like, like, somehow <laughs> work that into who wore it best, who didn't wear it best. I'd, I I mm, anyway. Who wore it best this week, Nomi?
1: Um so I originally had Ichigo and his death look. <laughs> oh, sure. Mine open eyes. <laughs> I was gonna go there. You're but right. um, you know, <laughs> for people who like Ichigo, maybe I won't be that mean and say, um the Omaki's at the end oh, with I think you took mine! I bet you took mine! No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with like Okataki being pinned to a tree and his just how local, can I choose anything confused else, Nomi. Mine. Come on. I thought you were gonna choose Naked Isle.
0: Oh, all right. Well, sorry. Carry on. Uh, so anyway, but yeah. All right. Well, who, who wore it best? Who, who wore it best this week for me? Uh, naked Isle and no one else. That's all. <laughs> no, dude. Watch this sequence of Amake is so great. Like, if you're if you are a uh. listener who is not in the habit of watching those after credit scenes, like. Literally, if you never watch any other ones, please God, watch these. They're incredible. These are, they're so good. They fun. are.
1: And they're from the, the bootleg manga, which yeah, is where really they're inspired from. I love the
0: bootleg like, so much.
1: Uh, and there's actually a scene in the bootleg that's not in these Omakis. And it's between um, Uoichi and Ukitaki. So um, Uoichi oh, passes by Ukitaki. He's still pinned mm-hmm. to the tree. Mm-hmm. And Ukitaki's like, oh, they're taking pictures, which is why Uoichi knows. That Soifon and Keone are going to come after her next.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also, uh, there was, the, from the previous episode, it's, God bless. Why, why, why did they choose to put Nemu and Desane together? Like, what do they think was going to happen? Oh. They, like, they never had a chance. They really didn't. They did not. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Oh. Uh, watch the Amake they're amazing Uh, they really are
1: (laughs) best ship this week Nomi Uh, so mine is the friendship between Ishida and Renji having come so long before you know they were killing each other and now they're trusting each other so oh hell yeah, that's true enemies to friendships right there oh
0: (laughs) Uh, mine is the the I- utterly iconic ship between uh, Zile and Renji, who were locked together in a Zabi Maru <laughs> death grip of love, ever so briefly. Ah,
1: <laughs> oh, love it.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, fandom shoutouts this week.
1: Okay, my fandom shoutout is today is February. I was about to say February fourth, but it's after midnight. It's February third. <laughs> We are recording this. Exactly. And it is my queen, Lisa Yaramoa's birthday. (gasps) Yay! 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 So, of course, my Twitter feed has just been filled with Lisa pictures. And warning, it is spoiler for the end. And unfortunately, I could not find a non-spoiler one for the end of the manga. Um, Oh, fair (coughs) enough. Fair enough. Yep. But here is... Lisa looking amazing oh. in this outfit.
0: Oh, she's so. Oh, that's yeah. I love the styling on that. Oh, very. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, that's and this rad. is by Spinosaur one 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 on Twitter. <laughs> and I just love the blue, the pop, the pop of the blue of what she's wearing with a little ribbon in her hair as well. Yeah. Just,
0: Ooh, fitting tribute
1: for her birthday yeah. yeah
0: i like she's got on a really cool skirt i'm a big fan of this mm-hmm. mm. uh mine this week is uh, a piece of renji a piece of art of renji by the artist neon nikos on tumblr um it was the lunar new year uh geez just last night i think was it last night? Mm. No. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it was the Lunar New Year on the 1st of February. And uh, as nobody said, we're recording this on the 3rd. So this is uh, Renji, but like styled uh, like a tiger, kind of, because it's the year yeah, of yeah. the tiger. He's got like this dope industrial piercing. Um, he, he, he's he's he got on a robe that is like tiger print, and he just kind of looks like a badass. This artist has drawn Renji a couple of different times, and I feel like they really captured like the punk-ass essence of of Renji really successfully um and I also want to like take this opportunity to wish anybody who observes and celebrates a uh, happy lunar new year welcome mm. to the year the tiger I hope you had a nice yes. Lunar new year so yeah yeah
1: there we go I love yeah. it I, really, I like I and it's I love how it's very similar to his tattoos as well
0: yep yep yep
1: it suits him actually so doesn't it like it even really though we know does. that Renji
0: is like usually connected to dog imagery here's another one just so you can see like interpretations um, but yeah, renji oh, styled cool. like a, like a tiger is, is unexpected, but neat. So, there you go.
1: I'm, I, I'm loving him with the facial hair.
0: I know! Isn't he sexy? Look at that! Right? I know, like, I'm accidentally becoming more of a Renji stan as I'm going through this, like, <laughs> yeah, right?
1: That's so I cool. I always liked him, but
0: occasionally I get little bursts of, like, also Bya Ren was, like, my first ble- bleached ship ever, so there is a soft spot, super Aww. soft spot in my heart yeah. for both of them well uh any any closing thoughts nomi
1: uh no i am all good all right everything's been highlighted off so that's good beautiful
0: (laughs) good uh cool well then you wonderful souls that is the end of another episode if you like what you heard and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for the Se on Instagram and T Sayrete on Twitter. Now, Ichigo and Rukia might reap souls, but we are hoping to reap some five-star reviews. Kind of like the Springer technique. Also kind of not. Anyway, that's where you come in. Make like our favorite orange-haired protector and Ichi go to iTunes to rate us and review us and make us feel like number one. And to those of you listening on YouTube, don't forget to be like Chad and give us that good, good thumbs up. We really appreciate it. On the next episode of the podcast, we'll be covering anime episodes 165, Murderous Intent, The Joyful Grim Jow. 166, Desperate Effort versus Desperate Effort, The Holified Ichigo. And 167, The Moment of Conclusion, The End of Grim Jow. We'll see you souls then. Till next time. Bye! Bye!